Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to everyone who is uh, tuning in to the Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. So glad to have you guys uh, joining us this month. And I hope you're having a, a great summer and a chance to get away and got some rest as we hit head back into the big fall push and growing season. Hey, today I am excited because I have a special guest with me, a dear friend, a church member, one of our church leaders. Uh, Randy Watson joins me today. Randy, good to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Pastor Dean. Cool. Uh, let me tell you about Randy, and then I'm just going to kind of uh, turn him loose. Uh, Randy has been a part of the Chick-fil-A world. He's an owner-operator for the last 17 years. And uh, Chick-fil-A is one of my favorites. You see, I've got my cup here for those of you that are watching and uh, just had lunch there. And uh, uh, here's the deal. Uh, I realize some of you up north, different areas of the country, you might not have experienced Chick-fil-A. And all I can say is, I'm sorry. And so... Uh, but those of you that have been to Chick-fil-A, there is something distinctly different about them when you compare them to other fast food restaurants. And, you know, we never, uh, a lot of people don't like to use the word business with the word church, but really uh, there are so many similarities. As a church, we're trying to attain customers. We're trying to attract new customers. We're trying to get people to uh, uh, return on a regular basis. And I think Chick-fil-A has tapped into some key uh, customer service elements, some team building <clears throat> elements. And so I just want to turn Randy loose. And, and I guess first off, Randy, uh, just give us, let us go behind the, 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 the Wizard of Oz curtain of what makes it all happen, the culture, uh, because it comes from the top down from the founder and, and you know this culture well. Yeah, it, it really does. Uh, culture is huge in who we are, and it's really just a great foundation. Um, I think it'd be best if I start at the beginning. I'll yeah. be brief on this part, but uh, as far as the history of Chick-fil-A, Truett Cathy, um, in 1946, um, uh, opened a little hamburger joint, if you will, called the Dwarf Grill there in Atlanta, Georgia. And he um, would serve your typical items that you would expect in a little dive like that. And over the years, he just had a little small counter. Over the years, he um, uh, conceived the idea of uh, a chicken sandwich. He actually deboned a breast of chicken, put it between two buns, and actually is credited with inventing the chicken sandwich. So and what year was this? That was 1946. Wow. And But then this was all, as far as him inventing the sandwich and seasoning it and perfecting it and so forth, that was uh, until about 1963, and it was selling so well. He called it back then the chicken steak sandwich. Okay. And then in 63, it was selling so well, he said, I think I need to patent this idea. So he did, and so that was in 63, and then it continued to do so well. He uh, approached Greenbrier Mall in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, uh, said, I'd like to put a restaurant inside the mall. And um, uh, they at first thought it was a crazy idea because it hadn't been done. <laughs> anyway, all that to say, um, uh, 1967 opened up the first Chick-fil-A restaurant. Now, I'd like to say the rest is history, but that is not the case. So uh, good growth all through the 70s and the late 70s. But then in 1982, uh, the business hit a bit of a crossroads. Okay. And um, we were not doing too well. The, if you recall, and those of you that... Um, 
are familiar with the early 80s, the bottom fell out of the economy and uh, it didn't look good for the business. So the executive team uh, went on a retreat and they uh, had to discuss, what are we going to do, guys? This does not look good. Right. And it was um, Dan Cathy, who is Truett's son, okay. um, said, time out, guys. I have a question. Why are we here? What is our purpose? Are we here just to sell chicken? And it was out of that conversation that the corporate purpose was birthed. Wow. And that corporate purpose is to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that's entrusted to us and to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. And that really developed into who I, I we are. I want you to say that again. Okay. Because guys are listening, they're going to go, okay, I need to write that down. <laughs> okay, so glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that has been entrusted to us and to have a positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. You could insert your church name at the end of that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. And um, so that really developed into who we are. And that's why since that time, every restaurant, we have 2,200 restaurants now, every single restaurant um, has a dedication dinner when it grand opens and it is dedicated uh, to the Lord. There's typically a local pastor that will be brought wow. in, whoever the operator chooses, sure. and to pray over the business. And I think it's just a great start for any business to pray over, and that's for God's um, blessing. But that is the heart of Chick-fil-A. We believe that uh, biblical principles make good business principles, sure. and that really has been our philosophy. Now, we don't wear that on our sleeve. We don't have any special hiring requirements, but it does it's mean... in your culture. Exactly. It does mean we look at people differently. Um, we believe that every life has a story. And so... Um, now, let me interject something sure. here, because if you guys aren't familiar with Chick-fil-A, uh, I think it's Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby are the only two nation nationwide retailers that are actually closed on Sunday, honor the Sabbath, and people think they're crazy, but God is just blessing, blessing, blessing. Yeah. Oh, you know, we, we're okay with doing more business in six days than many do in seven. So we, yeah. we, we just That's are very cool. grateful for the blessings of God in that. Um, but, you know, we believe that every life has a story. If a, if a, a guest comes in, of course, 99% of those guests that come in, they just want their food fresh, fast, and hot. Um, but there might be that one or two that come in each day. That maybe they found out their spouse just had uh, has cancer or maybe they lost their job or their son or daughter just sure. recently got deployed. But maybe that little extra touch, that little extra smile from our team just could potentially make a difference mm -hmm. um, um, in their lives. So, And another quick point that I wanted to mention uh, and still discussing culture is Dan Cathy, who's our, our president, um, it really starts at the top and works its way down. Um, when he comes into town, if, when we pick him up from the airport, if like we go out to eat or something, we have to try to stay ahead of him because he will be pulling out the chair for my wife and for me at a restaurant. Um, if he go, uh, comes into our nice. restaurant, he will go out and grab a towel and just start wiping tables. And the most telling example, this is so cool, on his name tag, it says Dan Cathy, but it doesn't say president and CEO. It says customer service. <laughs> that's so cool. That's, it's really cool. So it really does start. And I, and I think that starts for those of you that are pastors that's the attitude that Jesus said. He, mm -hmm. I've come to be a servant of all. And I think too many times pastors want to be served versus to serve. And to hear that a CEO of a multi-million billion dollar business is wiping down tables mm -hmm. is a lesson for all of us to learn from. Yes, yes. So, all right, tell me this. 
when you're building your team, um, you have this vision, you have this mission. How do you, I think all of us struggle in, in finding, whether it's paid staff or, or key volunteers, getting the right people on the bus as, as we learn from good to great. What are the things that you have learned over 17 years of doing this and the culture? What do you look for? Um, certainly we look for uh, somebody that we think will represent Chick-fil-A well. So we look for uh, an individual that has an easy smile. Everybody loves when somebody smiles. Uh, we want them to be an engaging person, uh, great eye contact. Um, you know, we can train just about anyone to push a button on a register or to put the two crucial pickle slices on a Chick-fil-A sandwich, but it's difficult to train the attributes that we are already looking for. So we take those attributes, combine, uh, combine them with who we are as Chick-fil-A, and it makes a, a winning So you're saying you guys have found that if they're not smiling in the interview, they're probably not going to smile at the register. Uh, definitely are not going to smile at the register if that's the case. And now, they might be a little nervous, but usually I will try to disarm them, make them okay. laugh or something, and try to pull who they are out, break okay. that wall down. Um, uh, you know, so, um, but we don't hire perfect. You know, we, you know, we've uh, so when we're part ways. When we're looking for the greeter and somebody says, I want to be a greeter, we've met those people that have that natural frown. We should put them in the counting room or the back room serving if they don't have that natural smile exactly. because glad you're here. Yeah. We're so glad you're at yeah. church today. Well, there are different, <laughs> there's different seats on the bus. Yes. And sometimes the, the, the proper seat for, they may still be a great person. Absolutely. But maybe out uh, of the way of the guest, you know, yep. the customer. So okay. that's good. Uh, another point that I was going to mention too is that, you know, most people want to be a part of something good. Um, but we look for individuals that not only want to be a part of something good, but want to be the reason why we excel in the industry. Okay. We, want, we want a team of people that will think out of the box, um, who want to be the reason why we excel. Um, That's good. They want to help us improve. And, um, you know, you walk into my restaurant, virtually everything that occurs in the restaurant have very little to do with me. It has to do with the frontline team member that have thought of new things. Hey, what sure. if we try this? What if we try this? And more than likely, we will say, yes, let's give it a shot. Okay. And so when you're putting your team members together, uh, like example, I know from our conversations, you're always tracking, where am I in the ranking of the 2200 stores? Oh, yeah. Do your employees know that, where they're ranking? Yes. Uh, and it's always it's always moving. We rank, of course, we rank in sales, but we rank in service, rank each other in service, cleanliness, um, all those different things. Because our guests are going to tell the truth. Right. If they've had a poor experience, which it will happen at my restaurant. I know this is shocking to you guys, but we're not perfect. Um, uh, you know, but uh, probably the the greatest opportunity to learn is when someone comes up to me and says, "Hey, Randy, I was at your restaurant the other day, and I wasn't what." I normally expect and what I normally experience. Okay. And so we love feedback because we can always improve um, when we get that. And I think that's feedback. I think that's important for us as church leaders because I I think we tend to pull the God card too much. Well, this is what God told us to do. Yeah. Versus, hey, we have a God idea, and either our customers, our members, our leadership is saying. Yeah, that's a good idea, but could we serve it this way? Could we, if we change this, it could make it better. And I think that's important for us as leaders that 
I, I heard it put this way, the message is the same, but the model we deliver it might look different. Mm -hmm. We're, we're going to deliver a chicken sandwich, but we might package it different, wrap it different, or we're going to deliver Jesus, and it's going to come in a different package. All right, I want to jump to... Uh, Today I parked, I had a lunch appointment, went inside to Chick-fil-A, and it's mind-blowing. Two, two cars, two drive-through lanes, four employees outside gathering information, a line inside. Chick-fil-A, if you guys have never eaten, I just got to tell you, fly somewhere and go to a Chick-fil-A. Um, and I hope it's a good restaurant. But you guys have created a loyal following that are faithful and I know there's Chick-fil-A sauce, which is good, but what's that secret sauce that keeps people, I mean, they are diehard for you guys. Well, as I said, it begins with people, but after we get the right people, then it starts with training. You need to have a good training uh, uh, program. I know a lot of our competitors might just say, there's a register, just go for it. Okay. And um, we believe that training starts in, in the interview. Um, we, we perform one or two group interviews a month, anywhere from five to 15 people will come to a group interview. It's at that time we explain who we are, our culture of service, our expectations. Obviously, we want to see if they're a good fit for us, but what we do sure. is, is we tell them, we want you to um, see if, if, um, uh, you are, if, if we are a good fit for you. Okay. Um, and we've had people, after we've you know, talked through some of our expectations, they say, oh, I don't think this is a good fit. And so weeding out those people at first. But, uh, but as far as training, before anyone touches uh, a piece of chicken, touches a register, they go through an orientation. And um, what we attempt to do is to create raving fans. This is part of our training. We want to create raving fans. Raving fans. <laughs> I want that in my church. I want raving fans of Rock Family Church. Yeah, and so, you know, you can always, you can visualize what a raving fan might look like, you know, at a football game, the, the people painted, yeah. and, you know, I know my, uh, my daughter and I, once the Broncos won the Super Bowl two or three years ago, we're running around the li living room just crazy excited. That's maybe a good visual of, ra of a raving fan, but how do we at Chick-fil-A create raving okay. fans? We have three tiers uh, that we're intentional on training our new employees, and so how do we define a raving fan? Is first, the first tier is operational excellence. Then the second tier is second mile service. And then the third tier is creating emotional connections with our guests. So under right, so break those three down then. Okay. So operational excellence. We have four categories under operational excellence. And by the way, we call this the first mile. And so there's okay. taste of food, there's cleanliness, there's speed of service, and then having attentive and courteous team members. So let's very quickly start with taste. Okay. Um, if the food is not good... It doesn't matter if you perform back rubs in the dining room, if you wash cars and drive through or roll out the red carpet, they're not coming back. They're, it doesn't matter how good, how, uh, good your service is. So the food is uh, foundation. Okay, so I got to interrupt because I can tell some of these guys aren't making the crossover. Okay, so some of you are like, why, why are they talking about food? Pastors, we present a meal every week. That's right. And, and the, the analogy is... We can be presenting uh, the very best sermon that anyone has ever heard. The, the scriptures just flow. The message flows. The Spirit of God flows. 
But if we don't have all the other elements together, we can be serving a great meal and people won't come back. That's right. Or, or vice versa, you know, it can work for us or against yeah. us. What did they taste when they left your church? Yeah. You know. What's um, that flavor left yes, in their mouth? Exactly. Um, then, of course, is cleanliness, um, especially at my restaurant. We're very... You are very... That's a high five. Because yes. I'm like, it's on par. <laughs> Man. Yeah, very, very, I won't go into details, uh, but it, we just say uh, we are very passionate about having a clean restaurant. You're not going to see debris in the corners in the restrooms. You're not going to see uh, the chrome that's all soiled. And we even focus on where the chrome meets the porcelain. You're not going to see a ring there. So I like that. all the little details. The flowers, live flowers on the table. Roses at my, at my restaurant. Yes. And so like we put roses and flowers in our restroom because of you. <laughs> We give away the uh, little Cheerios. Yes. Uh, you have the little basket for the little, their little clear plastic Cheerio mm -hmm. cups. We now do that out at, at our nursery and preschool, and we put our little logo on top. Nice. So when they stick it in their diaper yeah. bag. But see, what's cool about this is I didn't come up with that idea. Sure. Somebody else came up with that idea, so I'm glad we were able to pass that yes, on to you. Yes, yes. Um, and then there's, now we are a quick service restaurant, so the, the next, um, again, we're talking about operational excellence, is speed of service. You know, we'll move between 150 and 180 cars an hour in our drive-through, and um, that takes a large group of people. Um, sure. We have two or three people out taking orders on iPads, two or three traffic control, then four to six people inside just for our drive-through team because we want people to understand and be confident when they drive into a restaurant and they need to get back to work that they're going to get in and out no matter how long that line is. So for those that want the uh, marathon services, let me, let me challenge you. Uh, we just redid our children's wing and we had uh, the check-in computers. And I said, uh, guys, we need more. And they go, no, 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 we've got, I think we had three. And I said, no, we have lines. I do not want lines at church. And so then one day I was greeting people and I looked down the hallway and they were about 18 deep on checking out of the nursery. So I said, we got to investigate that because you have disrupted, FedEx has disrupted our, our easygoing culture to we want it now, we want it yesterday, we want it fast. And that plays over into the church world. Sure. Not that we have to have 15-minute services or anything, but the checking in, the checking out. Are you valuing my time? Uh, one new member said to me, he said, do you know why we stayed? He said, because one of our first Sundays, you said, I want to make this the best 65 minutes of your week. And he said, you said to me, you're going to value my wow. time and you're going to make it excellent. People notice. They do. They notice. And so I, there's too many, I, I won't point a finger, but we waste too many times in most church services with 15 to 20 minute announcements or offerings. And that's where we blow a lot of our sure. time bubble. Sure. All right, keep going. Give us, okay, give so us the, the sauce. Fourth, under, under operational excellence, the fourth element is having attentive and courteous team members. We have the core four. Uh, quickly, it's to create eye contact, share a smile, speak with an, an enthusiastic tone, and then to stay connected with the guests to make it to make that experience. Say, go through those personal. one more time. Okay, we're so not, I, called, I don't want to rush through this. Sure. So, um, uh, having attentive and courteous team members, we uh, we call it the core four. Okay. And core so, four. So create eye contact, to share a smile, 
uh, to speak with an enthusiastic tone. There's nothing worse than going and I was going to check what I was going to What? Right. <laughs> and and so, the speaker is working. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, uh, welcome to Chick-fil-A. My name is Randy. How may I serve you today? That's not that hard. You want people to know that you're genuinely interested sure. in them. Sure. And, um, and that really goes into staying connected to make the experience personal, even though we are balancing that with the speed of service element. Um, uh, so that that's that's huge. And then, uh, is this is this is where does it come in the culture training that when uh, whenever they hand me something and I say thank you, where did the whole uh, my, my pleasure, pleasure come? Because uh, we beat them. No, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> no, we just it is just not an option. Um, our team understands that when someone says thank you. They must answer with my pleasure. Why do we do that? It wasn't originally our idea. We stole it from one of the top um, hotels. Oh, that's right. In the chain. I mean, in the in the, the uh, uh, country. And um, so we took that idea. And um, like I said, it's a requirement. And we hold our team accountable. Now, some people might say, oh, that's canned. And why? No, it, it, I think a three-year-old knows how to say you're welcome. But yeah. what does that mean? You know, it's like, hey, how you doing? Well, do you really want to know how I'm, how I'm doing? Or is that just a figure of speech? Sure. And so you're welcome. It's just kind of a figure of speech. My pleasure takes it up a notch, and it's just part of our language. It communicates who we are and our heart for service. I, what I love is uh, about six years ago, my son worked at Randy's Restaurant for about two years. And after a first couple months, uh, he's getting indoctrinated, and he's at the house, <laughs> And Kim says, thanks a lot, Preston. He goes, my pleasure. <laughs> he goes, I just say it automatically. Yeah. yeah. It's, but it it's becomes part of that culture that just uh, makes people feel valuable and, mm -hmm. and gives that value to them. All right. What else? Uh, you talked okay. about a second mile. Yes. So operational excellence, we feel, is the first mile. Then we have what we call the second mile. Um, I think all of listening to this podcast or watching understand the biblical reference about the Jewish man going a second yeah. mile for the Roman centurion when he didn't have, have to. to. And so the way we define second mile service is going above and beyond what would be expected at a quick service restaurant. So what we've okay. done is, is we have, um, well, if you were to walk into or pay, drop 50 or $100 at a four or five star restaurant, there's an expectation for service. Sure. Um, if you go into a quick service restaurant and uh, pay five to seven dollars, your expectation isn't as high. But what we want to do is take the elements in um, a four or five star restaurant, introduce them in a quick service restaurant setting, and that's where we feel we can go above and beyond what um, a customer would expect. And some That's of those good. specific behaviors, and, okay. and now the heart behind it, I'm going to talk about that here very briefly yep. in a second, is important. But we do have specific behaviors. One is we will deliver meals to tables um, for guests like moms with small children, the elderly, or, or disabled. But some Chick-fil-A's, including mine, um, uh, we deliver every, every single meal. meal. Yep. Um, that's just we just wanted to take that to another level. Uh, then we do we perform table touch-ins where we go and hey how how's your meal today? Uh, can I refresh your beverage? Uh, clear the tray. And actually, in a recent leadership meeting, we're trying to uh, take it even another step further. When I've encouraged our leadership to um, go to a mom with small children and maybe sitting there, and I think uh, moms are heroes as far as sure. I'm concerned, and just to proactively tell them hey. We've got this. Just leave this here. 
I want to take care of this for you today. Don't worry about cleaning up. We've got it. Good. You know, just those those little things. We'll carry large orders out the car, if so, uh, out to, to vehicles. If somebody has uh, got a large catering order, we're not going to send them out to their car with four or five bags hanging on their arms. We're going to carry it out there for them. Now, here's the key, and I think there can be a correlation here okay. with, with the church. We want to empower our team to be proactive when they see an opportunity. It may not be in a manual somewhere, right, a training right. manual. To You're obey, getting them to think that that's way. That's right. To obey their warm-hearted impulses. Um, I like that. And execute that. It could be something as simple as opening a door, but uh, there's been multiple times in my 17 years of being an operator where we have uh, changed a tire in the, in the parking lot sure. for a, a lady. Um, you know, we've had a lot of rain here lately in Colorado Springs, and um, it's not uncommon. If it's pouring down rain, we'll grab two or three umbrellas that we have Help in the people. office, and we will walk them out to their car or greet them at their car. And um, Now, could we do in. that in the church world? Uh, Colorado Springs is weird. It always rains in the afternoon, hardly ever in the morning. So Sunday mornings, we hardly ever have a, a, an issue. But uh, just thinking in that mindset, if you're in Florida... Uh, you know, in Texas, in the South, where you get those drenching rains on a Sunday morning of just having that customer service piece going above and beyond. Uh, I know we give away um, uh, free cookies to our guests. Otis Spunkmeyer thing. Our members have to buy them. One day, uh, a four or five-year-old is just upset. I don't know what he was crying over. And I saw one of our team members uh, just go up. I'm just watching from a disc go up and you could see him talking gently like what's going on. And what they were asking is, do you want oatmeal, chocolate chip or a sugar cookie? And they just went and grabbed and said to the team, I need a cookie now and went and delivered that out of the box. Well, that just made that mom and dad go, oh, I, I need to pay. And they're like, no, 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 no. You don't have to pay for the cookie. <laughs> we're trying to bring your kids some, some right. things. Uh, another time, just it was probably three or four weeks ago. I met a new single mom. She's got three kids in tow. She tells me it's her first Sunday. I said, "Oh, did you kids, you know, go into our new our new children's wing? Did you see that?" No, they were with me today. So I looked around. There wasn't that many people waiting to talk. I said, "Come on, let's go." So the senior pastor gave them a tour of their classrooms and said, "This is where you would go. What grade are you in?" It's it's that Dan Cathy. It's 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 saying exactly. I'm not too good to That's do it. a facility tour to a new family. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. all right, we are out of time, but I'm we're, you're coming back I because will be back. because we got to dive into this more. And so I hope you guys are are making the application of what can you take from this and apply it to your team, your culture, your church, your customer service. And uh, so join us next month. I'm going to have Randy back with us, and we're going to dive back in. He's got some more things about developing your team and uh, how to really get all of your volunteers and even your employees uh, just mapping on this same page. So we'll see you next week or next month. And, uh, and you guys, uh, be sure and share this with your friends. Uh, you, as always, you know it's on iTunes in either audio or video versions. And you can always check out lots of my free resources, sermons, PowerPoints, illustrations at DeanHawk.com. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series and teaching outlines by Pastor Dean, visit us at DeanHawk.com. Be sure and join us next month as we continue our growth on leadership.